Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back. We play role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and more. Now, we will head back to New Etika to our adventure with our mercenaries. And with me... Oh, I should say who I am first. I'm Luke, your DM, and with me is... Ben. I play Cortain, human mercenary who's out for justice. Peter. I like playing Dwarf. He artifice things... Making them good. Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Trav, play Little Moss. He punches things, sometimes successfully. <laughs> and I play Lokag, and he's really bad at drying. Dying. Dying, apparently. Drying? He's got wet clothes. Yeah, sure. We were in the dryer. He's just like, he's in the zone. He's like, oh, oh yeah. wash those dishes and clean up those clothes. Well, you just were in the, uh, the Calico Express dry cleaners, so that kind of yep, worked yeah, out. See, it was a callback. That's what I was doing. Yeah. You didn't screw up English. Uh, yeah, cool. So I'll get all of your boys to roll d20 for me. The lowest roll recounts what happened previously in this episode. And uh, if you get a 20, you get to choose who does it. 14 for Cortain. 17 for Trav. 18, 18 for Levi. Or also 18 oh. for Peter. Both of you roll off again, just in case one of you gets a 1 or a 20. What? But all right, all right. I've got a five. Ah. So who? Wait, who was the lowest before that? Ben with a fourteen. Yeah, Ben with a fourteen. Yes. That was a high roll. I know, Benjamax. Okay. So last time on Beyond the Dice, we continued the fight in the laundromat with Little Moss, um, Little Moss, Lokag, and Cortain in the back fighting all the gangsters while Spigs assaulted the front going through the reception area. Spigs may or may not, well, none of us know, but Spigs killed some civilians accidentally and it is now seems to be haunted by that. But while that was going on, us in the back of the shop uh, dealt with the gangsters, found the... Um, drone that we were sent to to recover and found that um the information had already been taken off of its hard drive of its black box and that had been sent to a scrubber to uh, to get rid of all the information or to to try to hack into it or do some kind of fancy techno babble so we found an email address or found an address for him um through proto who is a Swords of Darkhaven hacker, and we are on our way to the address we were given to go bust some heads and complete the mission. Heck yeah! And where we left off was you guys making your way out to, into the streets of Darkhaven. Moss and Spigs in Chev, old Chev, Spigs truck, following behind Cortain and Lokag. Uh, Lokag is in his go-kart type of 
vehicle and Cortain in his new Jeep that was repaired between seasons. Uh, and you are heading towards the location in which Proto has given you an apartment building in Darkhaven. These purple lights shining up from the ground floor like large spotlights on the side of the building. You enter into the um, the front lobby because this uh, apartment is just a massive block of them. There are probably six separate apartments, but they're all a part of one massive complex. And each, uh, I should not not six, sorry nine, nine apartment buildings in one massive complex. So there's no real back entrance. You have to go in through one of the lobbies. This huge, huge building. It, as you look up, it looks like Lego in a way. All of these blocky constructions, it seems like the the sort of first maybe 10 stories of this building were um, the original building and then it has just built on and grown and it's like someone has just stacked apartments on apartments. You enter the, the, the lobby of the first or the central apartment, the um, the one facing the most busy street. The yellow lights inside make the place seem really off-putting and gross. And there is this large obese dwarf behind the counter, behind this glass, which has some uh, bullet impacts on the glass and scratch and graffiti. And he's smoking a huge cigar, watching television. You see some people like walking past you in trench coat sort of uh, attire. One of the trench coats is this basically clear uh, plastic. Uh, on the inside, the guy's wearing these very tight short shorts that are purple, and he has all of these uh, tattoos all over his body that are pulsing a, um, a color. There are nano tattoos. They can be programmed to change color and stuff like that. Uh, he turns and looks at you guys as he's walking out and the lady with him both looking at you as they quickly hustle off out into the streets of Darkhaven to be uh, covered in rain. The old dwarf looks across the lobby at you guys. What do you want? As he lets free a big plume of cigar smoke. So <sighs> what? Not not us, not responding to him, but just for us. What was what was the the full details we were given by Proto? Were we just given the like the address of this um, of this giant apartment complex? You were given uh, floor seventeen, room three zero one. Oh, this guy's gross. He's so fat. Are are you related to him, Spigs? Uh, no. Why would I be related to him? Aren't old dwarfs related? No, uh, that's just an old uh, wife's tale. Huh. So, um... Are all, are all, like, all orcs-related? Even the half-breeds? Yeah, it's 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 a bit awkward. No. I don't get it. That doesn't seem like a very humane question. So you boys just gonna stand there and talk amongst yourselves or you don't want something? 
as he leans back in his chair even further, not really taking his eyes off the television he's watching, but he takes his feet off the the, uh, the counter he was resting them on. And then he sort of leans forward and flicks the ash from his cigar into this little um, mug that's up on the counter as well. And then he turns to look towards you and fixes his glasses where they're so thick his eyes look really big and bulging in them. We're, sir, we're uh, here visiting to visit a friend on level, level 17. Alright, well go right up. Should I be expecting trouble? No trouble. No trouble. Good. I mean, maybe a little bit. Alright. Uh, but, you know, we, we might be a bit of a, a raucous, a raucous party that we, we're going to. So, um, and I, I pull out, I pull out some creds. I say, uh, so don't worry about the noise. How many creds? What? I don't know the conversion rate. How much is a, how much is a One mean gold's mo- worth. <laughs> yeah, how much is a moderate amount? Um, like, like how much, how much is like a farm, you know, is takeaway, like a meal, like, you know, takeaway meal compared to, you know, like a, like a, like a Lamborghini. Like what's, uh. Oh, like. If you you can get ramen for like, like three creds, oh. um, but like a good car, or if if you go for like a, a hover car, that would cost you, you know, five hundred thousand creds at least for a hover car. Okay. I shouldn't have well, gone a hover car. That didn't really help me to, to judge. <laughs> uh, to What's the conversion out? of a good packet of cigars? Oh, like a oh. full packet of cigars, like six or twelve. Okay, Dwarven, um, you're probably looking at maybe 100 or so creds for, for oh. a very good quality brand. Mm, okay, I will, I will slip him 100 creds and say, you, you deserve some, you know, looks like you enjoy cigars. Go, uh, go get yourself some good ones. Thank you, Leaper. I'm aiming to, to steal all of your creative thunder. Are <laughs> you good? He leans forward sort of brushing the the creds off the little is like a circular cutout um oh sorry a a semicircle cutout between the glass or the plexi plastic glass and the bench top he scrapes it off into uh into a bowl that he's got there and he nods towards you look do what you want up there but if there's any visceral happenings let me know, okay? I just want to get it clean and the next tenant in as soon as I can. If you, if uh, if that sort of thing happens, and then he swivels back on his chair, kicks his feet up, turns the TV up louder. Cool. Let's go, guys. Why did you waste those creds on him? Uh, if if things go bad, did you want him calling? calling security or calling cops while we're uh, in a situation no we probably wouldn't bother though it depends who knows this uh, this hacker guy's here he may be paying him more like or he may have, he may have paid him to you know to to, to inform on on uh, on people coming anyway let's let's get up there okay you walk to the elevators through this dingy yellow lighting. One of them is just waiting there to be used. And so you all enter select floor 17. 
dun, 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 is there, yeah, is there music? That's the same uh, music so, you use at Ultra Night Tower, Travis. Yeah, boy. <laughs> when you're uh, in the elevator, Lokag is going to reach into, he's got a, a bum bag, and there he's going to reach down and see how many stims he's got. It's like, oh, oh I've got four stims left. Well, that's not a lot. Oh, well, let's see they, how they go. And he's going to pick up three of those stims and just jam them into his left forearm and get some health back after the previous combat. So a stim gives me 1d6 hit points, is that correct? Uh, yes, correct. I've seen okay, the movie The Rock, and if you do it straight into your heart, you get extra bonus points. Trav, trav, trav. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember, what was the second movie that you've seen? It was... Um, oh, Rock. Con Air. Con Air, because it's got... It's got, it's got yes. Nicholas no, no, um, Cage. Nicholas Cage, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, well, he gets ten from those four, and nice. so he picks up the, the fourth one and jams that into his arm as well, which only gives him two. So twelve from the four stim packs. All right. Hey guys, what room was it again? It was three seven one. Three on. Yeah, cool. three seven one on floor seventeen, right? what i remember i check my notes on my on my little armband three zero one three zero one seven Jeez. zero they're the same number that could that could have been awkward for the people in three seven one we just go in guns blasting so i started the... blasting <laughs> the elevator arrives floor 17 as the doors shoddily open with a slight scraping sound this large orc fellow goes to step in and sees that the elevator is basically completely full with um all four of you in there and he says sorry my bad come through thanks brother cheers mate and as you pass little moss he goes and he nods to you i repeat back the same phrase (laughs) he then arcs an eyebrow at you i wink he adjusts his headphones (laughs) and um he nods as the doors close he basically just he basically said uh welcome brother oh good i thought he was asking him like propositioning little moss or something what like you want to come and play with my dinosaur toys yeah exactly no, that's that's, that's that it's very similar. It's urak barak darak da. It says welcome to you to play with my dinosaur toys. Anyway, uh, um, right, yeah, no, that's important. Yeah, uh, you guys enter out into this seventeenth floor. Very low lighting. These slightly purpley blue lights shining down from the roof. Only every few are lit. There are sprays of graffiti and artwork along the halls and bottles milk crates it's just a real mess it's a guy sleeping down one of the directions and as you look there are these little plates that are all scratched up and you see one that is uh like pulled pulled off of the wall underneath it it's got um in elven and orcish and dwarven 
Orcish and Dwarf in a very similar script, but um, it tells you that that direction is rooms 101 to 350, and the opposite direction is um, room what, rooms 100, or yeah, apartments 100 to 1. You make your way towards the right direction. As you're walking through, you can hear the thumps of music, the sounds of television, the barking of dogs, the yelling of people, crying and laughing. And you make your way to apartment 301. There is no sound coming from this room. Is that should I should I knock? Is that unusual? Like, was there noise coming from like all other other rooms? Is is the uh, silence eerie or? No, I mean there were some rooms that there weren't noise coming out of. Um, so it's not it's not like a an odd thing to have people being quiet in the room. Yeah. But you just don't notice like a blaring sound coming from it. Okay. Lokag will take a swig out of an empty bottle that he picked up on the ground and goes, Oh, are we looking for like a, a hacker or something? Like he's, he's got headphones on him, most likely. Or like he could be totally jacked in and just totally oblivious to the world. Can't so you, you shouldn't, can't shouldn't you rip knock. this door off? Uh, I'm saying if we knock, like we shouldn't be surprised if we get no answer, but yeah, no, give it a crack. <clears throat> Should we keeps the empty bottle up? Should we knock or should we just should we just open this this up immediately? That's courtesy, mate. Just give it a knock. What if he what if he's he knocks and he gets scared and he runs? Yeah, yeah he wouldn't be living in a dive like this. How often do you reckon he you know he gets he gets welcome knocks in a place like this? Oh, I don't know. Just take the door down. Lokag? Have a door handle to see if it opens. <laughs> yes. You try the door handle, it is locked. Uh, how... F- oh, perception? How, how strong does the door handle look? Like the, the lock mechanism? Uh, doesn't look great just looks pretty average like should I smash it with a hammer or could I just like shoulder charge it uh roll roll a perception 19 plus 1 so a ghetto crit you've kicked down you know more sturdy doors than this one uh, kick it down alright roll a strength or an, or an athletics whichever <laughs> one's better um yeah, not good. Uh, five plus eight. What's that? Thirteen. You kick the door. You hear a cracking sound as it swings inwards. You um, you kind of messed up your uh, your regular technique, um, and you kicked the door handle on the outside completely off. But the door is open. It's a dark room. Besides the square light from outside shining in onto the 
tiled floor. I do like a, a flourish with my hands and they go, in you go, lads. And then hey. I walk in. Mm, I rush in. All right, Cortain, you rush in. It, um, you, you can see things in here. It's dim light. It's not completely dark because of the light shining in from the windows. There is a very thin um, window dressing over the window. It's not They're not blinds or anything. It literally looks like somebody has pinned up part of a sheet over it. But it's quite thin, so the light from outside, the changing colours of the, the the outside city is just bleeding into the room. Uh, you look around. My night vision. Alright, you put on the night vision. Your helmet flicks down over your face and you look around the room. It's a decently small apartment. There is a dividing room, uh, a there is a bed there, but there are no dressings on it. It's literally just a mattress, a bedside table, and a little uh, sort of Japanese sliding um, wall, or an elven sliding wall. To the right of the apartment is a lounge area. There is a singular armchair, a small coffee table, and then to the right of that, the kitchen area and what looks like a door leading say further east there is no one in the room is everyone is everyone in is everyone in the yeah in the apartment I scooch let's uh are you sure it was 301 and not 371 <laughs> uh this the uh, fact that no one's here makes it seem more likely that this is the place we haven't just burst no, in right. on, a, on a family having dinner everyone split up and search as quickly as possible Oh, where's the light switch? I can't see anything in this. It, it's it's dim. A... You, you should be able to see something in dim, like the, the slight outline and shapes of things. Oh, but, well, I'll look for the light switch then. All right, you find it, you tap on the little panel, and... The fluorescence flicker on. You see the armchair, it's this purple plasticky looking material and right next to it now that it's a little bit lighter you can see this small tripod and on top of it there is a satellite dish that is pointing out the window leads running behind the couch what's what's that thing hey is there is there a computer around here can can any of us oh. Should we roll a perception check, Luke, for the computer? Um, yeah, if you want to look for a computer. Um, you guys know that in a lot of apartments, the computer system would be in the kitchen area uh, because it's like central to the apartment. Uh, you can sort of control different appliances and stuff from there. Cool. Like, uh, like no rig here or anything? Well, let's go. So I walk towards the, uh, the the closed door that you said. All right, there is a closed door leading to the east. You walk through the little hallway next to the kitchen. You look quickly, peer into the kitchen. There is nothing there. No utensils, no fridge. There is just a simple, plain kitchen. No cereal. No cereal. Mm. 
None that you can see. There's no... Is there any, like, takeaway? Discard takeaway in the kitchen? As you look, appear into the kitchen, you can't see anything there. Cortain, you see the door is slightly open. Just probably about a centimetre or so. Okay, I raise... Raise my shield. And then just with my um, revolver in one hand, just burst through the door. You burst through the door into a small bathroom. There is one of those um, shower bath combos with the sl- it's a sliding door. There is a basin and a toilet that's segmented off with a, a um, partition. There's no one in here. Guys. The lights automatically come on as you kick the door open. Cochin, I don't think someone, no one's been living here. It does look like it. I then it's like it's a decoy house or something. Yeah. Maybe if we like look at where the the satellite thing is pointing, we can see where the guy actually lives. Let's see what Sorry. Proto what Proto says. Like, as you say that and walk around towards the little satellite dish that's pointing out towards the window, you see the cables are running to this small rectangular. Um, device with a little aerial poking out of it little flashing lights on the top of it so I'll say Oi Cortain there's some flashing box here and then I, I look out the window to try and see where the satellite is pointing satellite is pointing down towards um, some more apartment blocks there looks like there is uh, also another couple um small shopping districts up on a platform on top of these uh, apartment blocks that's all you can really see you notice a few hover bikes fly past I relay that information to the guys and see what they think both the box and the yeah hover bikes I have a feeling that somebody might be Listening? Do you reckon that thing can hear us? Is it like Siri? Okay, <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Are you listening? Sorry, I can't do that right now. Ugh, Siri. Hmm. Let's uh, get Proto on the line. Pro- uh, oh. Hey, boss. Or well, the place. There's, there's no one here. There's just some satellite dish connected to a box. Yeah, <sighs> of course. It's probably some sort of relay. Um, can you can you plug in? Do you have any? Uh, do you have a? Do you have a connection that you can plug in with your communicator or your helmet or something? I can ping off that and maybe we can trace it to the uh, the real location. Do I do the most? You know, armors and helmets and stuff, and would would they have a port for that? Like a- yeah, um, the ultra die armor that you were given does have it for their security operations. If they were to, I don't know, say come across another rival corporation and one of their computers, maybe they would be able to plug in, take any information off of there. It would store on the suit 
um, for a temporary amount of time until the uh, cache is cleaned or until the information is sent off and then purged from from the armor. Yeah, okay. Um, sure. I, I, I plug in. So you pull out this small cable from, say, your uh, gauntlet area. It stretches out. You plug into that little device and Proto begins his magic. You can hear him typing away. He's there for a little while. You can hear him tapping away on his keyboard through your communicator. He's making small remarks like, uh, what if I get... Yes, I can bypass. Uh, uh, yep, I, I think I got a bus. Then after maybe a minute or more so, across all of your HUD, you see a new location. And it is another apartment block. It is further towards the south of Darkhaven. Probably maybe a 20 minute drive from here. Proto, is, this, is there any way to know if this is just going to be another satellite? Are we going to be, be just following satellite to satellite? Well, I did find another redundant building that this one was pointing to, and the third, but then the fourth one, uh, it's it seems to be legit. I, I honestly believe it's the the hacker's den. Um, there's a lot of information coming out of there. And I think he's tried to mask it as a video store. But um, I can see past it. What's a, what's a video? You know what you watched? Oh yeah, no, I know what videos are. They used to have them out in the waist. They're like these black discs and you stick them in the TV. They're good. That's a tape. That's a video, right? Well, videos can be uh, digital as well, guys. Cool, you and Dark Haven, you got everything. <laughs> all the things you watch on screens are all videos. Video format. Uh, why am I teaching you this? Boss, anyway, um... Thank you, thank you, Proto. I'll send you the location. Okay, boys, let's let's go. This is gonna be a blockbuster episode. Yo, oh, yeah. <laughs> And then we <laughs> kick our way out of the door. All right, you all leave this apartment block. Get back into your vehicles, and you drive towards this second location, or rather, fourth location. It's another apartment block. It doesn't look as bad but it's still pretty grimy because you know it's dark haven you walk into the lobby no one's attending it the whole front of the um the desk area is completely blocked like boarded up with these large metal panels all the uh, lights are flickering in the bottom here, there's a whole bunch of bullet holes all over the walls. And you hear this voice come across the intercom. Uh, um, we're looking to rent a room for an evening or for a fixed amount of time, like a year or something. We're doing renovations, sorry for the mess. 
Do we we know the floor and the room again? Yep. Cool. The floor is floor eleven and room twenty-three. Is the eleventh floor like the top of this apartment complex, or is it like? Uh, this one, it's probably. I would I would say it's maybe second to the top, and then on the top of this there is a um, a market. Then there are some more apartments up the back of it. Yeah, we'd like to we'd like to rent the uh, penthouse level uh, penthouse level apartment for for three nights. The penthouse all the way to the top. Look, oh, I've got geez. people living there. Do you have anything on level eleven? Yeah, there's a room on level eleven. I can uh, rent you. Is it just for the night or? Three nights. You boys want three nights. This is we'll pay you three nights, whatever. Okay, it's the second room. Three nights, uh, it's gonna it's gonna cost you four hundred and twenty credits. I don't say that out loud, but you can hear me. Look, we only we only really need it for one how about what's yours your single night use? For one night I'll I can give it to you for one twenty. Or you can roll a persuasion. If you want it cheaper, negotiate it with this person. Got no time. Speaks throws 120 at him. At the, whatever, transfers it. Taps it on the wall or whatever. You tap on the wall, this little chute opens up. You place the money in there. Number, uh, room number two. Here. Out of this other little slot, slides open. And there is a little green pass. That'll get you into your room. One night. Don't make too much of a mess. I'll have cleaners in there at ten, so you have to vacate before then. Whatever. I don't want the place to look like a modern painting, if you get my drift. Don't worry, the room will be clean. Very well. <laughs> We're not going there. Sucker. He's like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Elevators open up. Shh. Enjoy your stay. You hear come out of the small little boom boxes that are in the corner of each of the um or each corner of the room you hop into the elevator the walls of the elevator are all mirror they have been scratched graffiti um sort of uh tags have been scratched into it one of the panels is completely cracked you all hop in and you head to the 11th floor bing the doors slide open Boy, Dark chicken legs. Hallway. You chuck a massive hissy fit over buying some guy some cigars. And then you're like, yeah, nah, I'll pay more for some room that I really need for some thing with four men. Like, yeah, sure. That, you're keen, alright, but whatever. Your logic, I'm, I'm learning your guys' <laughs> logic and it's, it's bloody hard. Oh, I just thought we had no time to waste. You could have just said like, oh, mate, I need some beef sticks from the market. How do I get to the market? Because I heard they got some massive, like, juicy ones. But sure, whatever. Yeah, right. You're a damn sweet mechanic, I'll say that. How do we get to level 11 then if we don't have the pass? Oh, just, like, I don't know. I don't know how elevators work. Don't they just, like, go up each level at a time? You just have to sing to them. There you go, you just sing to the elevators. You don't have to get it on a particular level. But yeah, alright. Is that how elevators work? Do you just sing to them? Yep. You, you know how to speak elevatories? 
Is that what you're saying, Trav? Yeah. You enter out onto the hallway. This hallway is decently lit with like a uh, orangey white light, this warm light. The carpets are well-trod carpets. The walls have a, uh, a wallpaper that's made to look like painted wood, but it's all peeling off in certain areas. Yeah, let's go to the, uh, straight to the room. Room 23. Wait, no, let's go to room two first, check out what the the rooms look like. Give us a scope out the joint before we get into the joint. You paid for it after all. That is a very good point, Lokag. Is the bathroom to the left, to the right? Might be opposite, but still. You and your ash, ash and waste thinking, I like it. How many hotels are there in the Ashen Waste, just out of curiosity? Uh, yeah, that's where I've seen hotels. Definitely in the Waste, not in the drug dens, not at all. <laughs> seems seems legit. Odd you had mentioned the drug dens, but all right. Uh, I mean, happy dens, happy dens, a fun time. Uh, coloring dens, we do coloring in. Not the drug dens, why are you... <laughs> No, let's just get to the room and check it out and she'll be right. You open the room. Room number two. You open the door. You enter into a decently sized room. There is a, a door leading to the left and to the right. There is a small kitchenette and a uh, another door leading to the right as well. Very similar construction to the last apartment that you were in. It's just a little larger in size. Mm. This room has very basic furniture. So there is um, a couch, a TV hanging off the wall, um, a small table with two chairs at it in the sort of living area next to the kitchen. In the kitchen, there's your fridge and all those sort of appliances as you look in. As you walk in, the lights slowly dim on until they're fully bright in there. Cool, we got it, guys. I open up any doors that were locked and, like, just push them open and just wait for, like, a hole full of five seconds to see what's inside. Okay, as you open the right door near the kitchen, there is... A, uh, a larger bathroom than the one you last saw because it is a mix between a, uh, a small laundry area and a bathroom. The door to the left that you open up, there is a, um, a small bedroom and uh, where there is a, like a bed and a desk area. That is it. All right, lads. Unless they're like super fancy, it'll be either this or the opposite. Let's go. You exit Unless out you into the hole. Like loot the Is um, Spoons wants stand? to just check the outside of this apartment. Do they have like um, what do you call it? Like escape? Like a fire, fire escape? Like fire escape? Yeah, fire not, escape like stairs and stuff. Not these rooms. So just like a just a straight sheer wall. Yes, there are no windows on this side because um, it is backed onto. The 
like another apartment block that leads up higher where on top of this apartment block is where you have this the marketplace did you have you a, just a quick idea do we want to like flank him do you want to get all Tarzan on them sling in through the window pretty much we could do that like I just said there are no windows what? Oh, <laughs> there are there are zero windows because it is backed onto another like it is conjoined with another apartment block that oh, stretches yeah. up higher than it, so there are no windows. Tarzan can break through walls, can't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> that ain't gonna could. work. No, we we scouted this room out. There's no windows. There ain't no back entrance into these rooms. Let's go to room what twenty three. Outside room 23. You walk down the halls. You find room 23. On the front of the door, there is a paper sign that is held on by gaffer tape. And it says, buzz off. Uh, well, we better go. Yeah. <laughs> not, very, thought... not very friendly. Wasn't... Wasn't this uh, this person supposed to be masquerading as a this building this room as a video store, or is that just on, in his online in the online presence? Just on the online presence. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Look, okay. Seems like this person wouldn't want us to knock. Yeah. Kick the Fair door enough. in. Dude. Well, I'll give it a crack. Oh, no, I wasted a crit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You kick the door straight into the guy. <laughs> So if that's athletics, what is it? Oh no, my phone's died. Like, probably 28. Alright, with the... 28. With the 28, you kick the door. It comes completely off of its hinges, flies into the room, lands on the ground. You guys see directly into this room. There is this green throbbing light that comes off and on. And when it comes on, you see these guys. These dudes are all sitting uh, in this semicircular, almost like a C shape of a couch. In the center, there is a table with like a circular table. There are all of, there's heaps of like um, different types of drugs, narcotics on there. There are bottles of alcohol and other soft drinks and stuff. They are all um, in slouching positions some of them are sort of slouching forward some are slouching back their mouths are wide open and they're drooling out from the back of their heads the sides of their heads or these um headsets that they've got over their eyes there are running cables these thick cables up into the roof that is held on like a uh a circular ring and all of these cables are running into the uh, sort of center of this ring and off into the roof. And then from the roof, there are these big sort of struts that are holding them there. And all these cables are running to the left uh, wall. They are the top of the door frame on the left has been completely smashed away crudely. And the cables are running through there. The door is wide open. And you can see um, the small bedroom 
and there's like heaps of junk and stuff all over the, the bed and there is another smashed wall. So you can just see through um, the bedroom and it's the smashed wall, which you assume goes into the next apartment. These four guys that are sitting there in various clothes do not move. You see parts of their body like twitching. They're just, they're jacked in. Yeah, okay. So these certainly look like our hackers. Uh, so Lokag's eyes, or well, jump in, Lokag's eyes widen like to as big as his face can go, like that they can go, and he goes straight over the drug table and starts going, you've got, you've got some shade. Oh, there's some Zephos. Oh, you've got some Zika. Oh, look at that. You can mix some of that with some of that. Oh, guys. Oh, do you know what we could do with this? I mean, if, if we weren't on the job. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, we are on the job, I, Lokag. Oh, you're going to walk away from this table and what what were you saying again roll uh roll a wisdom saving throw for me okay so hang on i got an 11 for a wisdom saving throw in 11 you can't help but to grab two of the items there as you're saying that say you reach down and you grab some Zephos. It's a in a in a sort of um, a cylinder, a clear cylinder. And you also grab some Outrun. This in this bag with a little a Ziploc bag. Probably maybe like I don't know three hundred grams of this um, glowing green powder. You guys see him, as he's saying that, he grabs those two items. He's holding on to them. Grab what you... Grab what you want, but let's... Keep... Don't use it till after the... After we're done with this gig. Yeah, no, sure. Don't don't use drugs on the job, unless the job needs them. Also, I would like everyone but Little Moss to roll um, an intelligence check for me. Yep. Actually, little Moss as well. Me as well? Yeah, yeah, you, you as well. Locate got an 18. Okay. Cortain got a 10. Spigs got 18. <laughs> uh, just a flat 15. Okay. So, all of you have seen these type of people before. Um, people call them junkheads. Basically, they will be the retinue or friends or even um, a type of client of a hacker. Basically, they're addicted to information, whether that be uh, videos, uh, VR, games, um, colors and lights for some people, sounds just information flooding into their head and any of their cerebral um, cybernetics that they might have, their implants. They're addicted to it. It's like a drug to them. A lot of junkheads will consume some sort of physical drug to get them in the mood and then they will plug in and they'll jack into a network where the hacker will basically just feed them information of their choice and they will completely zone out on it and that creates a feeling of euphoria 
all of you know to not to unplug people, especially junkheads, from their um, systems. And usually people get incredibly angry and just go into a rage if they're not able to cool down with their brain processing all this information so quickly all the time. Um, if you just leave them be, you can leave them be. Unless one of them chooses to log out of whatever they're in, they won't notice you there. All their sensory um, it is just offline at the moment, basically. But Cortain, you, uh, you've you've heard of these guys before. Um, you've unplugged a few of them to get information out of them, and you've had to you've had to basically fight them to um, to submission, and then get information out of them. Guys, we should uh, look through the entire the entire room, the entire apartment before we decide what we're going to do. Yeah, we check that other hole in the wall or what? Roll. Um, tell me who wants to go first. Who wants to take the lead, and then I'll get them to roll a perception. I don't mind. I can. Spigs can go first. All right, Spigs. As you creep towards the door on the left, that's that's wide open. You can see the wall of the small bedroom on the other side has also been broken down very um, haphazardly. And you can see into another room. Roll your perception. Uh, nine. Nine. You peek into the room. You can see that there is somebody laying amongst all the junk on one of the beds in there. There are a few single beds in this room. One of the people is laying there, sort of starfish sprawled out on the bed. A cable plugged into the side of her head. It's running to the roof. Um, and meeting this massive bundle of cables that's running from the room that you've just come through. That is, the cables are running into the next apartment. As you look through, it's moving through the bathroom uh, that the you know, the wall has been broken down in between apartments. Um, out of another door into what looks like the next kitchen area, the bundle of cables continues to run through to the next apartment as well. Um, you do hear some clinking noises and uh, and some humming coming from the next apartment. Uh, Speaks returns to the group. Uh, there might be something going on next door, but I don't know which. How do we figure out which one of these is our hacker? Don't don't think a hacker uses their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like just provides a service for people that are willing to pay. So they probably. It could be in the next room. I don't know. I reckon we just follow the follow the cables. Yeah, I think that's probably right. What does your What does your maker say? Proto. Uh, Proto. Oh, you guys, you guys can ask him. It doesn't have to just be me talking to him. Proto, you there? Proto is dark. He um. He didn't notify you before he's gone offline. Can, can we get any kind of signal to any, you know, anything on the outside? Like, you know, some kind of news feed? Yeah, you, you've got full, you've got full services and connection. He's just not responding. Hmm, suspicious. 
I say we go into the next room and is um sorry Spigs did you um did you say we could get in through the the bathroom wall or do you think we'll have to go and kick in the next door uh we'll have to yeah kick in the next door I think nope it's opened up into the uh, next bathroom Oh, oh open to the next said, bathroom. I thought it was just the cables. Or should we... Uh, nah, nah, the whole wall's been basically removed. Or should we get some information out of one of these... One of these uh, people first? Um, my feeling is that we, we search as much as we can first. Like, these junkheads will still be here if there's no one else around. Yeah, good point. They might be like playing a game together, and if one drops out, the others will be like, Oi, you were carrying a team, where'd you go? And they all wake up. I, I don't really know how much this jacking up stuff works, but I think, yeah, like, leave them sleeping until they wake up. Yep. All right, let's go and um go through the bathroom wall. All right, little Mossy, you leading? Yeah. Are you doing like, it stealthily? Uh, nah. Oh, actually, how would I approach it? Yeah. Black turtleneck popped. I sleuth into the next room. Alright, roll stealth and perception for me. If everyone wants to act stealthily, I'll get them to roll after we um, go through Little Moss. Uh, 15 on stealth. Yep. And um, passive perception, or just a perception check. Uh, Ten for perception. You can hear humming coming from the next room as you creep past and through this small room. This lady's sleeping on the bed. She's jacked into some cables as well. Heaps of mess and clothes and random stuff it looks like uh, boxes that they might have stolen from somewhere and then came here have come here to open it all up you know like random gadgets and toys and games and um, clothing and stuff but you make your way through there and into the next apartment into the bathroom the door has been taken off the hinges in the uh, between the next bathroom and the kitchen area of the next apartment you sneak your way through and you see this woman in the uh, kitchen area of this next apartment she's not cooking or anything like that the whole kitchen is covered in plastic um, pots and inside the pots there are all of these succulents and they're all set up really neatly um, and nicely and she's got this little watering can she's sort of staggering on her feet a little bit and she's topping a few of them up and checking the leaves and rubbing them seeing how they feel she's wearing a yellow crop jacket that sort of comes up to where her ribs are this purple skirt hugging her thin form and this red um, t-shirt underneath her hair is like a um, bright blue bob haircut and um, she looks around the room smiling at all of the the sort of pot plants and she continues to pour 
some water into one of them. Huh. That's real odd. Um, I motioned for the other boys to try and come through and I, I like turn back and do the, like the shush, shush thing. Shh. I'll get all of you guys to roll stealth if you're going to move quietly. I'm assuming I fit through the hole, so sure. Yeah, you can squeeze through it. It's it's a oh. you know human Get sized. Yeah, not good. Oh, I got a seven for my stealth. He smashes through the wall. <laughs> I do not fit through the hole. Eleven for Cortain. <laughs> Eleven for Cortain. All right, Spigs, you sort of you sneak through quietly behind little moss. The man Cortain. has robot legs, and he can move quieter than you. As I'm you, too big. I'm just too big. As you come through, Cortain, you yep. knock this glass which has toothbrushes in it off of the counter. Um, it oh sorry, off the off the the basin, I should say, and it lands in the sink and makes a cluttering noise, but doesn't smash. Um, Lokag, you go to catch that glass as it's rumbling around in the. Uh, in the basin, and you just basically punch into the the basin of this sink in the bathroom, and it cracks, and the whole basin falls onto the ground, cracked. Makes this huge noise. I, like, slap my hands to my cheeks and go, oh, like I make an O. (laughs) (laughs) I shake my head. You guys... Do you move through into the next room, or do you stop on where you are? Locag stopped. What about you other three? What are you guys doing? Did you stop, or you keep moving? Keep moving, don't we? All right, the three of you move out into the past the kitchen. Cortain, you have to go straight against the wall as this half elf woman, seemingly almost not paying attention to you turns the corner to see what the noise is her eyes are really hazy and watery and then she like looks at Lokag and then she turns and looks at you guys really suspiciously and she says I told you to stop trolling me with your cheap celebrity holo avatars they don't even look that good as she grabs Cortain's uh, face and sort of shakes your, your face and helmet, grabbing you by the chin. Hologram. You freeware clowns! She turns and she sort of giggles and she stumbles over one of the cables um, that's it's running out of her temple and she gets it caught and she sort of stumbles. She turns and looks towards you, Lokag. Walks straight up to you, squinting eyes. And she sort of stumbles on her feet a little bit holding the watering can. She's poking you in the peck with it. And then she sort of um, pushes on your abs area. <gasps> and then she smiles. And then she goes, Oh, those hyperroids are paying off, Chungo. Now she points to all of you with the watering can. And she places her hand on her hip. Now, boys, I'll be back online in a minute. So if you want to do a time trial or a dungeon or something, 
I gotta water the plants for the boss and then I'll be back on. And she nods over towards all of the um, plants. And then she points back in towards the room where all of the junkheads are. While he works, you guys gotta get back in there. You know the deal, as much bandwidth as you like while he's working and Anaxet is busy with a job and so you just stay in there and then later we'll you can talk to him about some stuff or whatever you get when you need to she stumbles back into the kitchen and pokes her finger into some of the dirt, the soil and the succulents you know these are his most prized things so like don't touch him go back Log on, I'll be there in a second. As she notices you guys still standing around, she continues Can I to water. Talk them. to her? Yeah? Oh, I'm gonna try. Uh where's the boss? He's back there in the in his his apartment. She points through to the next door that's closed, which would usually lead into a bedroom. He's busy, like I said, don't bother him, he'll be super mad. Alright, see you back in the dungeon. Look, if we can beat the Hollow Dragon, then I'm gonna be really happy. That's some good progress that we got going on in there. You know, if we get enough gold, we can we can probably buy a guild hall. It'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, that'd be really great. Okay, you gotta, keep watering you gotta those grind plants. Grind some more gear. Grind some gear. Get back in there. I motion Jungle. the boys over to the to the um door, the bedroom door. She yeah, she continues to sort of fuss with the plants. These, you guys walk. I assume towards these, these that kind of succulents would be like extremely expensive and extremely rare. Yeah. Yep. I haven't like seen succulents. plants since the Knights Club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they look they're not as um exotic and um they're basically weeds. Nah, they're well, succulents. Succulents are, Su- are um, they're common in the sense of like, if you are in Darkhaven and you've got money and you want to show it off, you get like a succulent or two for your for your house or your office or whatever your workspace. Um, to have as many as this guy has, like he's bringing in some pretty good money. The Knights Club. There were succulents there, but there were a lot of plants, like actual plants that you have to really take care of, otherwise they'll die. And those, they're the ones that cost thousands of credits for like a single plant. So you make your way through this second room of the apartment. There is uh, some a couch setup area. Looks a little bit nicer than the area before. And the door leading in, it's not locked or anything. You open it up and inside there, there are um, some more beds. Sort of just pushed against the walls, nobody in them. And then there is another hole that's been broken through into the next apartment again. But there are these plastic sort of tassels hanging down over it. Like you would, like you know, in the old days where you would go to like a butcher... And they would have those big, thick plastic tassels that hang down over the door. Like those. What do y'all want to do? 
let's let's go through. So I'm gonna grab uh Cort locate to grab Cortain before he goes through and just whisper to him as quietly as going Oi Cortain, there's like a fair good chance that if we fight some boss up here, he's gonna wake up his cronies. Uh are we gonna take any out before they wake up or give them the duty of care of dying while they're conscious and not they're off their face anyway. I I think if we if we uh we start killing them. Just like you, just like you said, Lokeg, maybe they're all, um, you know, jacked in together and they'll notice. So maybe we should just tie them down. So that when, if they do wake up, they're all restrained and can't, and can't get us. You are a much nicer guy than I am. That's a, yeah, I'm, that's a real kind idea. I'll, I'll see if I can find some rope or some sashes or belts or something. Tie him uh, down. Tie him down. That's a great idea. We we look around with all the electrical equipment and stuff. Are there just some like cable ties? Yeah, there are cable ties and thick cords, like um, like data cords and stuff like that. Cool. So we've got enough to, to just tie them tie them down. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, so you go back through the apartment. Uh, who who's going? All of you, or just one or two of you? Little little moss. You move. You know the you move the the quietest amongst us all. Can you go and just restrain all of the uh, all of the the, the jackers? I, I I stealthily move around and and bind them before they're even aware of what's happening. All right, you go through. Roll uh, roll a survival. Let's just let's see your <laughs> if time. You, if you fail, you do not survive, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> You accidentally hang yourself or something? Like, <laughs> you get a cable tie around your neck. This is the roll. <laughs> oh, shit. That was almost a one. Um, seven. All right. You get the cable ties and you get one cable tie. You put it around a guy's left leg. You grab another cable tie. You put it around his right leg. You do that for his arms. You also put one around his head around his forehead you do that for all of them you put cable ties all over them then you're out of cable ties and then you're like maybe i should have cable tied their legs together yeah Not i've just done individual limbs haven't i yeah you creep yeah. back to the guys do you let them know of your mistake no that's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> have it have, and no, assume we don't ask. Uh, we don't ask questions. You just give us the nod, a nod, Travis, or little moss. Uh, yeah, a solemn nod. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's all. all right. That's all we need to know. So, what's the order of movement? Because only one of you can fit through the door at a time. What's What's the plan of going through those tassels? I feel like Lokag should go first. Yeah. I feel like you don't need to be quiet either, Lokag. Do, do you want me to just like go smacking or like? Yeah, just go smacking. Anyone you see, smack them against the wall. Don't don't kill them, but. All yeah, right, Let, let's see how this goes. <laughs> Are you guys gonna follow? Yep. Okay. I'll like so... crouch down before I go before like right before the doorway. I'll crouch down with a shield and my hammer up, 
and then I'm gonna like use the the shield arm to push away the tassels and just bust through. All right, you run into the next room, which is the bathroom. Normal bathroom. You push through the door of the bathroom out into the kitchen area. Roll a um, roll an athletics for me. Nine plus eight. Help me out, guys. 17. 17. Just as you're running through the kitchen, a guy is walking out. He's a pretty big dude. Tall. Maybe like six foot two. A human. Oh, tiny. Baby. Oh, it's a spring <laughs> yeah. chicken. But for a, for a human, he's pretty big. Um, he's muscly, wearing like a, a tank top, cargo pants, slick back hair, and a um, handlebar mustache. He's carrying a plate with two sandwiches and as he steps out, he looks at you and you just clobber him in the face. He goes flying backwards into the kitchen, landing there unconscious. You keep charging because you can see past the kitchen in the uh, the living room area, there is somebody at a quite large desk area. He's sitting there in this chair, hunched forward pointy ears he's got long hair that's unbrushed and heaps and heaps of screens of various sizes all stacked on top of each other on this large desk area the desk is made up of multiple tables and desks and um, different types of furniture and all of these screens probably touch the um, the ceiling so they're probably about six foot um, just over six foot maybe um, yeah, I'd say seven and a half foot high the ceiling and all of the screens are touching them. He's typing away and he has all these cables plugged into the side of his, um, his temples. There are some plugged into his neck, his shoulders, cause he's not wearing a, a t-shirt. They're all running into the roof, into this large, uh, dome like structure. All of the large cables that have been running through the apartment complexes run, uh, run around this dome-like thing and then out into these smaller boxes which then have more cables that run along the wall like a waterfall cascading down behind all of his screens as he hears the noise you, go, you see him sit up he jolts upright and all of the screens flick off of all of this compiling code and all these cameras and and all these various different websites and stuff, they flick onto a picture of Lokag charging in, the others following behind, and half of them of him, and he's looking and he's like, "Stop right there!" As Lokag, you're charging in. Do you want to stop or do you want to continue charging? Uh, continue charging. All right. As you continue charging in. As you get within maybe two meters of him, I need you to roll a, a dexterity saving throw. Does a 20 pass? Get a crit? A 20 does pass. Good. Just as you're about to slam into his chair area, you see this flicker of green and you slide to a stop as this sheer energy, green energy wall flick up in front of you and you see these you look up and you see these emitters along the roof along the wall and the floor he swivels on his chair and he's this incredibly emaciated 
elf man. Probably in his late 20s. Long hair, no facial hair on his face, but he just looks like he hasn't eaten in days. And he's got all of these little circular ports all over his arms, neck, shoulders, his um, temple area, even his forehead. There are these three ports. The ones on his forehead, there are no cables connected in, but all over his body, there are these ports and all these cables sort of running out of them. Looking at you, he says, I told you, I want you to stop. Lucky you were smart enough to see my barrier. Now, what do you want? You want some junk? I ain't looking for junk. I'm looking for a drone. And that is where we'll leave this episode. Ooh, I like it. Nice. Thank you all for downloading. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for sharing it with a friend. And thank you for making um, like a basket weave out of old bicycle tires or tubes, I should say. Um, it was really nice. I had one float down the river towards me and I saw her and I said to Luke um, from listeners. So thank you so much for that. that tire basket weave it was nice unfortunately all the fruit inside was, was rotten because it sailed all the way from wherever you are to me you know what's not rotten our website it is fresh check out our website at www.beyondthedice.com it's got links to all our stuff all our really fun interesting stuff like store discord and stuff check it out while you're there To support us, one way you can is by going to our store at store.beyondthedice.com and you can buy a little moss shirt. It is particularly striking in lilac and it will only cost you $25.50 AUD. Beautiful. And if you wish to support the show in a way that does not cost you any monies, you can do so by telling a friend, uh, sharing us on social media, um, our or and most importantly, giving us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll really, really help us sort of extend our reach to others. Um, uh, we also have a Twitter, which is at Beyond the Dice TV, because Beyond the Dice was taken by some music artist guy that I don't think has really made much music. Uh, and we have a Twitch, which we broadcast some episodes on every now and then on like a... Um, a live TV, like a Beyond the Dice uh, radio sort of thing, actually. Um, and that is Beyond the Dice TV, so you can check that out too. Uh, maybe we will stream some stuff down the future. Um, maybe some games. Not sure. We'll see what happens. Um, and 
in saying that, guys and gals, uh, please take care in this cyberpunk future that we live in. Uh, make sure that you do not get swished in half by a hover car or crushed by a large mechanical wolf. Please take care. <laughs> Catch you later. See you all. Be safe and catch you guys.